0: Where is God? Where is God? Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12. Sometimes, you know, you feel alone. And even in a crowd, sometimes you feel alone. Sometimes people around you and... And you just don't feel right. Or maybe you've, you know, had to go out of town. Or maybe, you know, as you go in the marketplace or whatever it may be, you feel alone and all. Well, I want to assure you something. David is giving, is writing this psalm. And he's talking about here, you know, when we think about where is God. And actually, God is everywhere. In other words, he is right here, right now. You know, I've been praying, I've talked about it before. That God is in this place. He is with us. No matter where we go, no matter how far away we go, no matter what, God is omnipresent. He is with us. And King David needed this because King David experienced all types of emotions, and we know he did. And so, as we look at verses 7 through 12, we'll read it Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. So, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will, be not, will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. Father, bless your word today. You speak and let me get out of the way and let your word and your truth go forth by the power of your spirit. And touch every heart in this place and the reality that you are always with us. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. David saying there's no direction that you can go in that you know where you can travel out of God's presence. Now, a lot of times when we go to the mountains, if we go to Colorado or to beautiful places, if we stand on the seashore or maybe we go on a cruise, how beautiful certainly the Gulf of Mexico is and all these things, are beautiful and all, we go, oh, how beautiful it is. I can see God in these things. You know, yes, God created them, but we know that we can be right here today And when we pray and we sing that song, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, that I may see you. And that's what we want. We want to see God. And we want to know that he's always around us. And when we're in a relationship with Jesus, we don't have to feel alone. And many times because we are not in that relationship or maybe we've drifted from that or we're not having an intimate relationship with Jesus like we should, then sometimes we do feel alone because maybe that relationship is not the way God would have it to be. Maybe we're not studying the Word of God. Maybe we're not praying. Maybe we're not talking about the things of God around other people. Maybe we're not witnessing whatever the issue may be. Many times we will feel that way. And the reason for that is, is because we need to fine-tune our relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to come back into that relationship as God desires with all of his heart. It doesn't matter which direction that we travel or how far we go. And David was saying this. To rise on the wings of the dawn talks about traveling so far east where the sun rises in the morning. But still finding God there. And it would not matter if he traveled to the opposite side of the Mediterranean Sea, which is to the west of Israel in in Israel's perspective. God would be there also. God is in the darkest of the night. God is everywhere all the time, 24-7, from eternity past to eternity future. In every corner of space, he is there. Now, omnipresence does not mean pantheism doesn't mean that, obviously, because many people say, well, I worship the trees because that's my God. I'm not talking about that. God created. He is separate from his creation, but he is everywhere. He is with us. When we lay down, when we sleep, when we wake up, he is with us. Now, that puts a little bit of a different slant on life, doesn't it? Doesn't it take and make you think twice because he knows every word that comes out of our mouth? He knows every thought that we think. He knows every motive that we have, every action that we take. He knows he's there. He's watching us. And so sometimes when you're getting ready to blast off at somebody or maybe you out here on the freeway and you're wanting to shake your fist at somebody or whatever, God is right there in your car. He's with us. He's here now in this church. And so when I worship, sometimes I don't necessarily have the feelings I've told you in the past. When we worship, sometimes we come in, we've rushed, we've got here, and so forth. We're kind of, sort of like the old expression: we're we're collecting ourselves, getting ourselves together, and all, and and so forth. But what I do is I begin singing to the Lord. I may lift my hands, I may praise Him, I may sing out, I may shut my eyes, I may whatever it may be. I begin by worshiping the Lord. Why? Because He's worthy. He is worthy of our adoration. And the feelings will catch up after we begin to worship. Because why? Because God is here. It's not necessarily the way we do things or the the proper, the order of our worship, which we have order in it, certainly. But it means that we worship God because He is here and because of who He is. He is everywhere. So begin by worshiping. And you can worship wherever you may be. In fact, everything that we do should be offered to the Lord as an act of worship to him. Everything that we do in our lives should be an act of worship. Certainly is that uh, you know he is distinct from creation here. But we can worship God anywhere as long as we worship him in spirit and in truth. He is present wherever we go. Now, if you think about it here, there has knowing this can bring about certain effects into our lives. And what are these effects? Because living in the knowledge of God's presence will bring comfort to us. In verse 10, David says, Even there your hand will guide me, and your right hand will hold me fast. When you feel like you're alone, when you feel like you need comfort, when you feel like you need peace, run to Jesus. Ask Him, because He's there. He's listening. You know the radio station, KSBJ. God listens. He listens. He hears us. And the Bible says he even knows what we're going to pray before we pray it. In the book of James. He knows these things. But he wants that fellowship with us. He wants us to know he's right there. Many times I've told you I'll be sitting there and I'll be studying the word or praying or kind of meditating or just reflecting upon the Lord. And I'll linger. And I've mentioned this in our services. Is to take and linger a little bit. In the presence of the Lord. And sometimes you can feel his presence. Sometimes you can tell. Something gets still. And get quiet down before him. And your spirit man begins to worship. You begin to just worship the Lord. Because he's right there. He's right there, and you may be in your chair, may be anywhere, may be in your car, your truck, wherever it may be, and and just being still and knowing that he is God. Something begins to change in our hearts because he's there, and he's listening, and he's wanting to somehow help us and and direct us. He says this, so he will comfort us. He's a source of great comfort to us. Even for the Christian, there are times that we may not be experiencing God's comfort. And again, this could be because we don't know Him well enough that we don't trust Him. And many times people will say, well, I don't know what you're saying when you say that God is, is, is impressing upon you different things and so forth. It's because I'm, I'm learning, again, I'm, I haven't arrived yet, learning to quiet my inner man, the inner part of my inner being, the center of my soul, as it may be, to hear God putting those faint impressions upon me to move out. And then I want to be obedient to those things, whether or not it's through a word of knowledge or a prophetic word, or maybe just something, just in a conversation, Whatever it may be I need to be able to quiet myself on the inside Because everything today Is shaking and rattling And rolling, Amen? amen It is, I mean everything We get up, we turn the radio on And here we go, we flip the TV on We got noise from that point on And we don't take that time To be still and know And reflect upon God's presence In our lives because he's everywhere He's right there And you know what, he's yearning to hear from you and me He's yearning to hear us talk to him. The Bible says he inclines his ear to us. He listens. It's kind of like, come on, talk to me. You know, it's like your children talking to you. You know, you want your children to be able to communicate. We talked about family in this place here today quite a bit, haven't we? Family. We're in the family of God and we're in God's family. And God is saying today, I'm right here with you. I want you to talk to me. Talk to me, in fact, first about your issues and about the problems instead of talking to somebody else about them. Pray to me and ask me these things today. I am with you. I will bring the comfort because I will let you know I am there with you. And I care about you. I love you. Cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. And when we do that, we see God takes, he is the burden bearer. He's the lifter of our heads. You remember when Cindy was going through her issue and she was sharing this morning about that. And I remember I would stand before you at different times and I'm, I would say, my goodness, she's paralyzed, can't talk, can't, and nothing's going on here. And, but I'm believing for healing. We're praying for healing. Y'all were praying for healing. Thank you very much. But I remember saying to you that I remember actually experiencing that God is the lifter of my head. Because God was with me through that. And God was with Cindy. Remember what she said and testified? And she can share it a lot better than I can. Because she's laying there totally out of it in the hospital bed. And she felt the Lord sit down on her bed. And said, don't, uh, you know, that actually I've made this body to praise me, to praise me, to praise the Lord. I've made you to praise you. And and talking about walking today and how much in the last six months Cindy has, has recovered, how much a blessing, it's because God is with us. Amen. And we, we come along and He watches over us. He's there with us when we take a tumble. He's there with us when we're going through indecisive moments. He's there with us when we're going through the crisis in life. Amen. He's always there. David said, where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens or I go down to the depths, you're there. You're always there. He sees, He knows, and He's there for us. You know, we uh, sometimes, when we are feel lonely in a crowd of people, it's because we're not in the right relationship with the people, certainly. Because all relationships require work. You know, it doesn't require work when we're saved. It's by grace through faith in Jesus alone. Thank God. And we receive Him into our hearts as our personal Lord and Savior. Yes. But after that, it takes work to work on that relationship. It takes work on my part in my relationship with Cindy. It takes work in your relationship with your children, whatever the relationship would be, and your church. It takes work because we are in a relationship in this church. It's community in this place. It's unity. And it takes work because we're all different. But it takes work. And if we don't work on it, if we're not studying the Studying the word of God. If we're not praying. If we're not obviously seeking the things of God. If we're not having church as a priority. It's why people today have been knocked out. The devil has beat them up. It's just on the sidelines of life. They have one issue after another. And they reach out for some type of psychological help if they reach out at all. But they're beat up. It's because we've got to work on it. You've got to make these things a priority in life. I do also. I've got to put God first in my life and allow Him because He's with me. He hears me. He knows everything about me. He knows everything's going to ahead of me. It's called prevenient grace. In other words, He's in tomorrow. He's in the next weekend. He's in the day after that. He's in the next future today, working things out if we'll pay attention and realize that He is with us wherever we go. He's always there. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He's close to them. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. He is there with us. Psalm 147, he heals the broken hearts. He will heal heal us. He will comfort us. He will do those things. And many times it takes, I call it soaking prayer. And we keep on praying. We don't give up unless God tells us to stop. And I haven't heard that yet, have you? I'm saying, God, we're going to keep on keeping on praying for these that need prayer until we see you move because you said that you heal the brokenhearted. You mend those spirits that have been broken and torn down by society and by, by our culture today. Many people out there are hurting today. And many people today. 2 Corinthians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of Compassion, And the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles. God comforts us through his spirit. Have you ever really felt experientially the comfort of the spirit? I have. Oh, man. Wow. God comforts us. I really believe I was receiving the comfort of the Lord and talking about these old wisdom teeth. All right? And when I was going in there, and she goes, they put the blood pressure cup on me, they put the uh, pulse ox on me, and and then they were checking, you know, how how my pulse and everything else and all and stuff, and I was sitting there and so forth. And I'll be honest with you, I was sitting in there. Do y'all like to sit in dentist chairs? Anybody here? If you like it, you can take my place on Tuesday. If you could. Because you're my friend. I don't like that. And she said, Mr. Barcliff, your uh, blood pressure is this and that. And, and you're your heart rate is this. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to explode here. And your, your O2 level is this. I'm going, oh my goodness, there's no oxygen getting to the end of my finger. I said, I was trying to explain, I'm thinking all this stuff. Let me tell you today, in reality, in God's presence in my life, in that place today, that day, sitting there, talking to the doctor, I knew that God was giving me comfort. And God was giving me peace. I was experiencing the present. Because again, I couldn't walk out there and say, I want to go on and I want to have these wisdom teeth. I'm so glad I came to this place and so forth. Have you ever said how glad you were to go to the dentist? Has anybody ever said that before? I've never said that before. I always go away saying it cost too much and it hurt too bad has to be the comfort of the Spirit of the Lord working because God was there with me. He was in that chair. He was there. He's in me, and he's with me by the power, by the Spirit, the actual person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Jerry taught on it today in Sunday school. He said, I'll be with you, and I'll be in you. The Holy Spirit of God comforts me. In Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help and trouble. Therefore, we won't fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There are a lot of scary situations that we get in. A lot of things uncertainty in life. But God Almighty is saying, I will be the one that takes you through it. I will be with you through it all. No need to fear. We know Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Righteous right hand. Actually, right hand of God means a God of power. That's symbolic of power. So he's powerful. If God can't do it, then we're in trouble. But since God is for us, who can be against us? In Romans chapter 8 it says, if the whole world's against us, if God is with us, then we can do it, right? We can go through those times with confidence, In fact, the Lord has been really speaking about confidence. Be confident in your healing. Be confident in your walk with me. Be confident. But there's obviously some distinction here between the Lord's strength and stupid strength. The Lord's strength, we rely upon him. We go with quiet confidence and contentment to persevere through circumstances in life without worrying and, and obviously. But what is stupid strength? Stupid strength gives you confidence to make rash decisions. You know? And what do I mean by that? That's stupid strength. That means going the way the world's going. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. But he said, don't go the way the world is going. He's saying, go my way. Follow me. Jesus didn't tell his disciples to go follow someone else. He said, drop what you're doing and follow me. I will show you the way. And so stupid decisions and stupid strength is relying upon ourselves to get through life without God in our lives. And that's why many people today are walking, certainly, in, in, that, in the bad places of life. We know, obviously, doing or reacting the way you have in the past sometimes can be super strength. Listen to the Lord. Let Him change your heart. Get rid of those bondages that you're in, those strongholds you're in, and stop walking the same way that you walk. Walk with Jesus. That is the Lord's strength. He'll give that if we'll do it. Remember what happened to Joseph? Remember Joseph's brothers were jealous of him and threw him in prison. God's power can work out any circumstance, and it took 13 years he was there in the jail. But we don't see Joseph worrying or fretting or afraid at all. Why? It's because many times in the scripture it tells us that the Lord was with Joseph. He just wasn't present with Joseph. He was with him and able to give him strength in the circumstances. That's why he could go through it. That's why we see he had victory. And if you want victory in your life, realize, walk in the presence of the Lord. Realize that. And every now and then God will manifest his presence. You know, I've told you. And I know this seems far out, but I'm going to tell you. I told you, I think last week, I told the Lord, I said, when we get to heaven, we're going to be in the glory of God. And I'm ready for God to go to heaven anytime God's ready. And I want to be in the glory of God. But I don't want to wait till heaven. I want to see your glory now, Lord. I believe that's biblical. Remember what happened to Moses? He talked to God face to face. Certainly he talked to him. And because he was very humble, but yet Moses even asked, he said, Lord, show me your glory. And he said, you can't see my face, but I'll show you. I'll go past you. Moses still wanted to see the glory of God. I want to see the glory of God. Do you? Amen. I want to see the glory. I said, Lord, let me walk in your glory. Show me your glory, Lord, every day. Let me walk in your glory. Let me walk when people, when I go into Walmart, that people will come up and say, I want to know why you're smiling because the manifest presence of God in your life has drawn me to you. What is it about your life? And I want to share Jesus with them right there in the aisle in Walmart. And they'll fall down on their knees and accept Jesus into their life, you know. And I'm not being overboard about this. I'm telling you today, there's coming a time where there'll be people coming into the kingdom of God, like one behind the other today, because of the presence of the Lord in your life, my life. We're getting ready. Amen. We're getting ready. These things are not far-fetched. They're not so far out there. These things are there that God wants to, to show himself through us. He wants to reflect his glory in and through your life. He says streams of living water will flow through you. The Holy Spirit of God. Amen. That's the word. He wants us to know him in that manner. Psalm uh, 32 says I'll instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I'll counsel you and watch over you. How does God do it? Through his spirit. He is with us. He's there with us no matter what. Many people don't know the Lord today so they're not experiencing the comfort that God desires to give because actually that's given to those who know Jesus. But remember what happened to Jonah? We think sometimes that we can hide from God. Remember what happened to Adam when they, after they sinned? Adam was hiding from the Lord and God said, Adam, where are you? Well, God knew where he was. He's God. But he wanted Adam to realize that this had happened in his life. He had been disobedient and brought sin into all, for all mankind. He's the first Adam. Jesus is the second Adam. He took care of it. Jesus took care of it. But Jonah was running. Remember, he was in the bottom of the boat. He was trying to hide from God. God knew where he was. Remember what eventually happened? He got swallowed by that big fish and all. And, and then uh, Jonah repented. He didn't want to preach to Nineveh. He said, those, those people are bad. We don't want to preach to them. There's no way they can come to salvation. Remember, revival took place in Nineveh because Jonah eventually, reluctantly preached to them. I don't want to be reluctant about this. I want to share the word of God with people. I want to love people. I want to walk with people. I want want them to see God in my life today because God is with me and God is with you also. Now, one thing, when you're all alone, you know, integrity, it says, it's who you are when you're all alone. That's integrity he sees everything we do he sees our sin doesn't he he knows sometimes we think nobody's looking and that's why everything happens in the dark of night because people think they can hide they can't hide God sees them he sees us through these things and that may keep us from maybe doing the old habits that we used to do The things that maybe we do. Because we know God is watching us. God hears. The Bible says that we'll have to give an account for every word that proceeds from our mouth. Now it'll go before the judgment seat of Christ. And it'll be the grace of God certainly through Jesus Christ. We're forgiven. We won't be judged in the fact of our salvation. But we're held accountable for what we say. What we think. Watch what we say. Ask God to put a guard around your lips. About what we say. And how we deal with matters. I want to tell you, the practice of the presence of God. Remember the old man in the 1600s, Brother Lawrence. He washed dishes in a kitchen. This is a book written practicing the presence of God. I'll read a quote and we'll move on. Although he had a great dislike for kitchen work, he developed quite a facility for doing it over the 15 years he was there. He attributed this to his doing everything for the love of God. Asking as often as possible for the grace to do his work. And so we see here. Brother Lawrence walked and knew the presence of the Lord. Beholding the Lord. We're studying that. We'll be studying that here in the next couple of weeks. In our Wednesday night study. And realizing the Lord is with us always. That he is there. Now. Couple things, and we'll we'll close. Couple things for this church. One is clouds moving. You know what that is? Remember when the Israelites came out of uh, Egypt, and Moses would deliver them, and they would camp and so forth, and they would watch this cloud. It was it was the Lord in that cloud, and He would move. And when the cloud moved, the people moved. And then the fire by night. Remember. They were led by the fire by night. It's the Lord. When the fire moved, they picked up camp and they moved. Right now the Lord is moving. The cloud is moving. And what is happening is, is God is inviting us to join him. That's pretty simple, isn't it? It's saying, Lord, what are you doing? Show me. And then I want to join you in that. God is inviting us to join him on what he's doing because the cloud's moving. We don't know where we're going. But that's the faith part because without faith it's impossible to please God. Faith moves the heart of God. We don't know where we're going to. You know where you're going in as far as your spiritual walk? Becoming more like Jesus, yes, because the Spirit's doing that. But I mean, do you know where you're going. Do you know what God's got planned for you for from now for the rest of the number of your days? I don't. But I'm ready to move and I'm willing to move because I want to join God. You've got to realize God is in control and you've got to give God control. There's something stirring in the hearts of the people in this church. There's something stirring in the hearts of believers across this land. And it's the Spirit of God because God is beginning to move. He's moving. Okay? C.S. Lewis said this, An egg has to hatch Or it will go bad. In other words, it's got to be that move. It's got to be. Got to hatch. I know, I believe, I know what y'all believe and know what I'm saying. We got to move. We can't sit still on our Christian wall. In Isaiah chapter 40, it talks about preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. I believe we're preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. Am I saying I know when Jesus is coming back? No, I don't. And I'm not claiming it at all. But I'm telling you, we need to walk in that every day. That because we're preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. Same way John the Baptist was the first time. He's coming back again. He's coming back, whether or not we believe it or not. He's coming back soon, whether or not we believe it or not, sooner today than it was two thousand years ago. And God will not force us to follow him. We grow in our faith when we step out in opportunities as the cloud moves. Now God will reveal to each person here what he means when I say that. I don't have to do that. The Spirit will do that in your life. It's an invitation to change. You can't stay the same. You can't stay in that egg or you'll go bad. You've got to move. Psalm 2, you know what it's talking about. It talks about the nations conspiring against his anointed one and so forth. I believe we're there at the beginning of those days. The government today, the Supreme Court rules on as far as what marriage is, it can be anybody. Now, what's happened is that opens the door for marriage. You can marry a goat if you want to. When there are no standards, it's a slippery slope downward. And it opens the door. And what they've done, and we see this in society, because they are railing against God's anointed one. His name is Jesus. And I'm telling you, Psalm 2 is a messianic song about the second coming of Jesus. And we see these things happening. The people today, it's not in our government It's not in Donald Trump or any of these. It is a spiritual matter that God has put his finger on the church for us to change because the cloud is moving. And God is calling his people to attention to get ready and get suited up to march forward into battle and move out. He's preparing. We're preparing the way for the coming of the king. We better be ready. Are we going to walk in God's way? Because you see the invitation is being given to me and it's being given to you. You've heard this message now. It's being given. What is it going to look like? I don't know. That's why I said that's a faith part. But I'm really ready to move and I'm willing to move because the invitation has been extended to me. I believe that's happening because I want to see revival. I want to see a move of God's spirit where people come to the Lord. There are too many people lost. This church is too few in here. Not that I don't. We preach what we got. But I'm talking about where God says, "This, come on in. And people come in back into the church house. And people fellowship. And people worship God together. Coming together. Even in your mega churches today. The number of people out there that are not in church at all is, is astronomical. They're not in the church today. They're out there doing something, riding their big boats in chemo or wherever. It doesn't make any difference. God is not a priority in their lives today. And until we see the cloud is moving, until God and God's people rally and and somehow move with what God is doing today, we won't. But I believe we are. I believe we're going to move because God is calling us and giving us an invitation to move with him. I'm going to give you a little illustration of what happened to Cindy and I Friday night in relation to this. And this is really, this is powerful. But it's also the beginnings. Because we don't despise the day of small things, the Bible says. Cindy and I were at P.F. Chang's Friday night. And you all know when I'm sitting there, many times uh, we were on a table that sat right beside another person. One person, a couple had gotten up and left. And you know, I a lot of times will pray. I said, Lord, I want to prophesy. And uh, I said, I don't care what, who. Just show me. I want to prophesy. I want to speak blessings in people's lives. And so I went on, and I'd ask him a couple times during the meal, and I was eating. He it was, it was good. I like P.F. And And uh, this couple came in and sat beside us. And I felt like the Lord would press me and say, this is who I want you to speak, what I have to say to him. And I went, well, oh, I don't know him. Well, I went there knowing I probably wouldn't know anybody. I mean, duh. And the Lord said, does it doesn't make any difference? Are you going to be obedient or not? I said, I am. And Cindy and I were talking. And I said, okay, Lord, um, Put this before you. Lord, I, I don't know if they're a Christian or not. By that time, after that, it had just gotten out of my of thoughts. They bowed their heads and prayed. And I could hear them because they're sitting right beside us. And they were praying. And, and the man said, in Jesus' name, Amen. I went, well, <laughs> that took away that argument, didn't it? They're Christians, alright? And the Lord said, so you gonna do it or not? Okay? Because he said, what he was doing was inviting me. I finally, I said, okay, what are you doing? I said, hey, I uh, just wanted to say something to y'all. Y'all are, y'all are Christians. Yes, yes, we are. Well, I said, I feel like the Lord uh, has spoken to me, and he'd like to share this word with you. And I shared what God had put on my heart. It was a blessing. It was real encouraging. It was a good, wonderful, powerful word. And, all. and, and, and the lady said, praise God. And she said, thank you for that prophetic word. Uh, I went on and, and I kind of reached over and, and uh, he said uh, the man said uh, and by the way he said I'm a pastor from Huntsville oh, and she he, the wife goes and besides that she said on the way here I was praying to the Lord that somebody would give us a prophetic word was inviting us to be able to speak that blessing, that thing, what he taught us as God spoke through me to that couple. A blessing of something they were asking for. There's no way that it could have happened any other way. He was inviting me. I say this today because when you're following the cloud and you're wanting to obviously accept God's invitation to get in on what he's doing he'll make it happen. He's just looking for willing servants. The question today is, are you a willing servant? Are you wanting to open your heart to the invitation that God is giving to you right now, and to this congregation, and to the body of Christ? Because I don't have any boundaries. I love the church. I love the church. Are you willing to say yes, Lord? That's the question. I want to move as you move, because I know you're See, this is an exciting time of history. I want to be a part of that. And I'm right now saying, Lord, you've dropped an invitation into my heart. And I'm going to say, yes, Lord. My RSVP to you, Lord, is yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Is that your response today? If it is, then if we bow right now in Jesus' name, if you bow your head. We all right now come before you, Father and say, yes, Lord, yes, we're accepting your invitation. It may be in a different way of a gift of the Spirit. It may be something else going on, Lord. Whatever it may be, we're accepting your invitation, Lord, because you're with us, and we know now. We know you're here, and we ask you, Holy Spirit, come and manifest your presence in this place. Flow through the lives of this beautiful congregation and these people today that you love so much, O oh God. And do whatever it is you desire to do because, Lord, we've accepted your invitation. Drop it into our hearts and help us to see this is a life-changing moment for all of us because it is a lifestyle that we'll walk in each and every day. We bless you and praise you. Whatever the need may be today, Jesus is the answer. Jesus, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you. And touch us, Holy Spirit, by your power. Change our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen.
1: you. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with cords that cannot be broken bind us together Lord bind us together Lord bind us together with love there is only one God there one body that is why we can see bind us together Lord bind us together with words that cannot be broken bind us Together, Lord, bind us. Together, Lord, bind us together with love. Bind us together with love.